Cozy self-care. You probably wouldn't be surprised to hear that some of the happiest people in the world know how to do this well. The word huga is a Danish concept that doesn't have a direct English translation. It's actually more than cozy self-care. It's more than well-being. It's about living in the moment and enjoying simple pleasures with all our senses. This way of life is part of Scandinavian culture and it's partly due to the fact that the Danes in particular face incredibly rough winters. So if you're someone who struggles with winter, you can probably be relate and really resonate with this Huga concept. If it's not your favorite season, I totally get it. I think it's a struggle sometimes because it's cold for one and maybe our bodies don't love that, but also because it kind of brings on this feeling of wanting to sleep, eat and rest more and just curl up under a blanket on the couch or be next to a fire with some hot tea and not necessarily go out and do that productive and on the move and more summer like energy that our culture often has all year round. I think it's interesting that even though there's a season for everything, the resistance that we have towards winter has to maybe do with our resistance towards that slowdown and rest because these seasonal changes are something our body is attuned to, but our culture isn't necessarily attuned to that. And yet that ancient wisdom of our bodies is dictated by the weather and that often at one time that dictated our behavior the darkness would obviously mean shorter days less activity and more quiet for humans and if you look at nature it's pretty clear right winter is a time of rest the earth is quiet nature appears frozen and dead there's this deep stillness seeds rest in this season and they prepare for the future spring But if you look at our culture, we keep the lights on. We resist slowing down because there's so much to do and productivity is at the peak of our list, right? So huga is directly related to our well-being, which is why I wanted to talk about huga for our health because even though it's beyond a feeling or an experience, it is something that we can tangibly practice. So huga is that amber glow that you have when you light a candle or stomping through the snowy woods with some soft clothing. That could be huga. Or wrapping yourself up in a blanket by a fire and sipping on some hot tea. That is definitely huga. So let's talk about huga for our health with, with a focus on the winter season, even though that's not the only time to experience huga. I think it's very easy to do that in the winter. And I will offer you some ways that you can get more of this cozy well-being into your life for hopefully a happier winter season. First, let's talk about how Huga helps us to eat more mindfully. So sweet foods and hot beverages are part of Huga. Hearty stews and soups. Think of warm things that have simmered for a while on the stove or all day in the crock pot even. Huga is also, according to the little book of Huga, about bringing a cake to work with to share with friends or a box of pastries to the party. Enjoying food with friends in general is actually part of Huga and enjoying every last bite, like really savoring it. 
So is homemade food, by the way. The process of baking or making something can be huga, but nothing too complicated or fancy. Like it doesn't have to look pretty. So think of that simple soup recipe that just simmers on the stove for hours or even fermented sourdough bread. And just the concept of that is simple, but not necessarily a fancy process or a fancy display. So when you enjoy foods and you eat mindfully, it tends to relate to huga because you let that flavor marinate on your taste buds. And not only in that way can you really not help but eat more slowly and mindfully, but you're really enjoying it. It's that it's that cozy well-being and that sense of happiness that you get when you let that flavor kind of sit in your mouth and you eat slowly. But mindful eating is so important because it gives us that awareness of hunger and fullness in the process of eating. It's about noticing our bodily sensations or emotional states as they arise even. So to eat mindfully, you have this curiosity that you bring instead of judgment and self-criticism, instead of say, ignoring your chocolate craving, you simply observe the sensation as it comes and as it goes. And rather than telling yourself it's bad to eat sweets, you're just mindful of how you're feeling physically and emotionally when you crave those sweets and enjoying the flavors, enjoying the fact that there's no good or bad when it comes to food necessarily. It's how we are thinking and feeling about it. So for Huga, enjoying all the flavors is very much a part of that experience. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying all the flavors of a piece of cake even, while also maybe consuming lots of vegetables on a daily basis. I'm not promoting the consumption of a piece of cake every single day without loads of vegetables in there as well. I think that'll help your body thrive best. But, you know, according to the little book of Huga, it's about the foods that we eat that make us feel good too. So I think that's really important to focus on and that's part of mindful eating as well, not just the sensation of eating itself and noticing the sensation of hunger and fullness, but also just the flavors and noticing how different foods make us feel instead of just rushing through and consuming food just because we do need it, you know, we do it in a rush sometimes and we can slow down and eat more mindfully, which is very huga. So according to the little book of huga, a research study on what people associate with huga showed that hot drinks came in first. So think hot tea, mulled wine, definitely coffee, which took first place actually, and nourish your body with warming foods. That is very huga. Now, not all of those things might be best for everyone. You know, it's definitely depends on your body and what suits you best. I think that's important to pay attention to, but you can still get the essence of those warming foods for huga. Experiencing all the senses is huga. So speaking of that warmth, I want to talk about essential oils and beyond taste, that sense of smell can be part of huga as well. So of course, with smell, I think of aromatherapy and essential oils can be used in so many different ways that offer a hoogly experience. For one, you can diffuse them to purify the air, to create a different vibe, to help you breathe deeper. I actually really like the citrus and spice essential oils in the winter. Sometimes you might not even have a physical health reason or emotional health reason why you're diffusing essential oils. Maybe it's just because you like the smell of it, and that's perfectly fine. You can also add essential oils to your bath water 
lavender or cedar wood are really soothing and adding some Epsom salts in there to relax. That is so huga. I use essential oils in my body oil too. Self-massage with body oil like sesame, coconut, or sunflower oils is really a great way to improve circulation in the winter time. It's not the only time I do it, but I will in the winter add more warming and grounding oils. Some of my favorites are doTERRA's Balance Blends, uh, or Balance Blend, Frankincense, Cypress, a little bit of ginger, and I also like jasmine and yarrow palm in general, even though they're not necessarily warming. Just the process of using them with the carrier oil in a massage format is warming to the skin because of the massage, but I also like those for other reasons. So cypress, for example, is grounding yet stimulating on the body's circulation and on the body's um, state and emotions. It's actually a good one to use during times of transition or loss. It's the oil of motion and getting things into flow. I actually really like to use it before or after I work out or go for a run because on the feet and legs, it's energizing and it has helped me with recovery. Ginger is another one I mentioned. I will add a little bit to the body oil. It's a warming oil, so be careful of not getting too much or it can be a little too hot on your skin, but it's delicious. Um, in a cup of tea as well for warming. And in that way you're gonna be giving your digestive system some major support because ginger is so soothing to the digestive system. And topically, it can be good if you're experiencing aches and pains as well. We know that uh, peppermint, for example, is good for aches, but it's cooling. So sometimes a more warming effect is important for some people and their muscles and joints. So think about ginger for occasional aches as well. There's so many ways you can use essential oils for huga. I think one of the, the best ways that might be uh, helpful for you to learn more about this, if it's something you're interested in, is to check the link in the show notes for my upcoming Loving Your Winter Body workshop with essential oils. You'll find the link there, and that'll be a deeper dive if you want to look into this more and experience essential oils in your life. So huga can also help with sleep and rest. Getting enough sleep rest is always important. Getting enough sleep is important, but during winter, it's not just important, it's our invitation. So if you're someone who struggles with sleep, you may want to go back and listen to episode 65 on five things I do for better sleep and also episode 73 on how to rest. But for Huga, think about the evening ritual that sets you up for a good night's sleep or just that restful part of the day. Something warm to drink in your hands, maybe a book instead of a screen, maybe essential oils on your feet, getting both a sense of touch and smell at the same time, maybe spending an intimate evening with one person or just a few people that you enjoy being with. That can really calm your mind and your body. So I've given you some ways to start with Huga, but I want to finish here with a few more on the list. So grab a pen, take some notes in your phone, or come back and listen to this episode so that you can have a list to turn to for having a hoogly winter. Make a cup of hot tea. Go get coffee with a friend. Take a winter hike. Go skiing and have hot chocolate afterwards inside by the fire. Go winter camping with friends and have a campfire. Listen to music, maybe curled under a blanket. Read a book and light a candle. Invest in cozy clothing to stay warm. Diffuse essential oils. Bake something you love. Start a new book 
or finish one that's been on the shelf for a while. Take a warm bath with essential oils. Live fully in the season you're in would be my closing words for you. Take all the cues from nature to slow down and enjoy the simple pleasures with all your senses. That is hygge. Don't make the mistake of equating that slow down with lost time or wasted time. Remember, slow downs are crucial for the eventual bloom. So how are you planning to hygge and get the very most of what the season has to offer us? I would love to hear it. Please come share with me on Instagram at Jenny Holbert. Send me a DM or even better, leave a comment on my last post there and let me know how you're planning to hygge and get the most out of what the season has to offer us. And by the way, everything I mentioned, including the little book of Huga and my essential oil workshop is in the show notes, which you will find at jennyholbert.com forward slash 75. Did you know you can become a member of the wild? You'll get members only masterclasses, podcast episodes, and bonus resources, plus some other surprises coming very soon. Just go to jennyholbert.com forward slash wild members to find out more. And before you go, my friend, make sure you subscribe to the wild models podcast. If you don't want to miss any future episodes, and if you enjoyed it, would you be willing to share it with someone and write a review on iTunes? That helps more than you know and would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening, for showing up, and until we chat again, go live your one wild life.